it's just like constant merry-go-round that people want to be on but do they actually want to be on and why 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 are you on these dating apps if you're not looking for like a more permanent solution or something maybe there should be a dating app called merry-go-round <laughs> <laughs> Smart with Taylor Wade. 20 years ago, I co-founded Ambiance Matchmaking, an exclusive matchmaking agency that has helped over 100,000 singles master their dating lives. In this podcast, I share the same tactics and techniques with you. We'll dive into the basics of human attraction and chemistry. What makes a compatible partnership? Does the one exist? How can we overcome the paradox of choice in our modern dating landscape? Plus much, much more. We'll do it all with the help of matchmaker Leslie Wardman, who started matchmaking in the 1990s. Mastering your dating life is easier than you think. It's just a matter of science and a little know-how. So grab your coffee and follow along so you too can date smart. Okay, there's just something we can't avoid any longer in our modern dating landscape, and that is the paradox of choice. Let me give you an example. You just met someone off Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or wherever, and the first date is going really well. You probably want to see them again. Then your date ends, you walk outside, hail a cab, pull out your phone, and immediately pull up your dating app. If this date went so well, you just can't help wonder who else you might find. Maybe there's someone just a little more successful, humorous, well-traveled, or well-read. This is what American psychologist Barry Schwartz defines as the paradox of choice. Barry says, too much choice causes the feeling of less happiness, less satisfaction, and can even lead to paralysis. This is exactly what happened to me. I wasn't following through with any of my dates because with so many options on my apps, I thought that I could find someone that ticked all of the boxes, not just a few of the boxes. I was inundated with a limitless stream of swipes, and when my thumbs fatigued, I relied on matches being pushed to me via email and text. With something as important as finding love, I wanted to be sure I tested all of my options before settling down for the rest of my life, right? However, with this approach, I could test my options literally for the rest of my life. I ran into decision fatigue and didn't go on a single second date. I was tired, frustrated, and just gave up. That sounds so ridiculous when I say it out loud, but it's the truth, and it's a real issue with a lot of daters. So I wanted to find out who else was dealing with this, so I decided to call my friend Denver. Hey, how are you? Oh my gosh, I haven't talked to you since Mexico City. Denver was one of the first good friends I made while living in Mexico City. He's used dating apps over the years and has experienced firsthand this weird illusion of options phenomenon. Okay, so have you ever had a really great date and as soon as it ends, you find yourself swiping on your dating app again? It's it's like it's totally a very solid question that you're asking. I think um, there's so much to be like unpacked there, but I think what it is is part of it is probably habit and then there's the other part which I think is um, 
and a lot of people have this issue and I, I've like checked myself a few times, but this illusion of choice, there's this, like, you think that there's like, oh no, there's one thing about this person that doesn't really kind of work. Oh no, no, I can definitely find the perfect, the perfect girl, which doesn't, doesn't actually exist. No. Um, you gotta like, there's a, there's a compromise, I guess. And there's like a, um, uh, a bunch of like things I think that, um, you, you'll find like, I guess the most of, and the other thing that I found like these days is like, people don't work at stuff that much, right. which is another massive shame. Um, because you're just kind of missing out. It's just like constant merry-go-round that people want to be on, but do they actually want to be on? And why, why, why are you on these dating apps if you're not looking for like a more permanent solution or something. Oh my gosh, you just nailed it completely. I think it's, it's the two things combined, right? It's like the illusion of options, like, and with that combined with the fact that, that they don't want to do any work, it's like such a deadly combination. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as it gets hard, they they know that they have just like a plethora of options on their, on their app. So as soon as something, yeah. they find something that's wrong with the person, they just jump on and start swiping again. And just go again, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, you know, there'll be a lot of people by themselves, I guess, in the future. Maybe, maybe there should be a dating app called Merry-Go-Round. <laughs> so I felt better knowing I wasn't the only one experiencing this. And now that I knew for sure it was happening, I wanted to talk to an expert who might give me some more insight. So being that my business partner has been professionally matchmaking for over 20 years, I called her up. Leslie. Hey, it's Taylor. Leslie Wardman is the founder and matchmaker of Ambiance Matchmaking and has seen firsthand the evolution of modern dating. Keep in mind, she started matchmaking in the 1990s when Match.com just arrived and online dating still had a stigma to it. I think the reason people will hop on a dating app right after a perfectly good match is uh, it's a habit. You know, uh, their brain has been trained to be constantly pulling up these apps and uh, it's a simple habit that needs to be broken. If you go on a great date, then give the apps a rest. I don't know, give the date a fair chance at becoming a significant other. Uh, another reason I think could be insecurity. Um, I really think insecurity is like the root of all evil when it comes to relationships and dating especially. Um, some people might think, oh, man, she was just amazing or he was just so great. And then start, you know, getting belittling themselves psychologically, thinking that they might not get the reciprocation and then just jump right back into it or something. So I don't know. It's another reason. Um, some people, this one kind of gets me. They look at it like it's a numbers game, okay? great, you know, that was just another great day, you know, I'll go on more and more and, um, you know, then expect uh, something out of the ordinary, supernatural, <laughs> not of this planet. Uh, so yeah, the whole numbers game, I don't know, it's kind of got a bit of an engineering mindset, I get it, but um, it may not be healthy when it comes to, uh, to uh, dating. So it's nice, if you meet somebody, give it a chance to bloom and, uh, see if it can go somewhere. Um, funny, real funny thing is like, it's just always, oh, can I do better? Can I do better? Oh, I got this great condo, but could I have a better view over here? Oh, I got this great car. Should I get a newer model? I mean, uh, it's just human nature. And at some point you just kind of got to close the book on dating, really. 
uh, at a client a long time ago. He dated so many women and finally he settled down and I asked him why and he said he just got tired. I mean, don't exhaust yourself. If you feel that you've met somebody great, give it a chance. See where it goes. At least make it to the first honeymoon after three months, you know, if things are really still going good, just keep going and keep going. Don't, you know, start wondering if the grass is greener. That grass is greener syndrome will get you nowhere fast. This doesn't mean that dating apps are necessarily terrible. There's an upswing to having hundreds of potential matches at our fingertips if we know how to navigate our way. It involves a mindset shift. American journalist Sebastian Hunger once said, The tricky thing about life is on the one hand having the courage to enter into things that aren't familiar, but to also have the wisdom to stop exploring when you have found something worth sticking around for. I agree 100%. It takes wisdom to know when you have found someone worth pursuing, and it takes courage to leave the non-committal and casual world of dating when you have found that person. So the real question becomes, when you meet someone worth pursuing, will you do just that? That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us with any thoughts or questions at podcast at ambiancematchmaking.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're feeling generous, feel free to leave us a review. Until next time.